Hi, my name is Jeanette Hansen. I'm the Director of International Witness for Mennonite Church Canada. Thank you for inviting me to speak today. I wish I could be with you. Thank you even more for your many years of faithful giving that have enabled us to be connected internationally. Is that important? Is it important to be connected with our brothers and sisters in many different parts of the world? Well, Paul actually has something to say about that. In today's scripture, Paul was writing to the Ephesians. The early church was at a crossroads. Thus far, it had been a group of people rooted in Judaism. Their choice to follow Jesus did not take them out of this, but rather grew into something new from these roots. Jesus clearly told them, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. But then came persecution, and the Christians scattered into other communities, and pagan Gentiles also wanted to follow Jesus. How would this work? Would there be a Jewish church and a Gentile church? This letter from Paul to the Ephesians says an emphatic no. He uses many different ways to tell them that they, these two expressions of Christ's body need each other. Now, as a former English teacher, I would say that this passage has way too many metaphors. We are citizens together in God's kingdom. We are all members of the household of God. We are a structure with Jesus as the cornerstone. We are joined and growing together. We are a holy temple. Paul's tripping over himself to try to help us understand this exciting message. Now, as a former bad English teacher, I want to add another metaphor to this mix. Although Paul really did allude to this, he said we are growing together. We are joined in something that is alive. So I want to add the metaphor. The kingdom of God is like a banyan tree. That's a simile. What? That's a simile, not a metaphor? Oh, there's a reason I, didn't te I don't teach English anymore. The banyan tree has been used many times to symbolize the life and growth of people and communities. There are myths and legends about it in many cultures. It's a very unique kind of tree. Banyan trees have been central village trees in many parts of the world, but for me, they are the trees that lined my favorite street market in Nanchong, Sichuan, where we lived and worked for 14 years. This was a busy street with shops lining both sides, carts of food on the sidewalks and farmers with produce on tarps covering the ground by the curb, not to mention cars and bicycles and pedestrians vying for space on the narrow, barely two-lane roadway. And above all this, the banyan trees formed a canopy. The trees on either side of the street meeting at the top to protect from sun and even rain. Banyan trees are large spreading trees that are characterized by aerial roots that grow down into the ground and mature into thick woody trunks, which can become indistinguishable from the primary trunk with age. Old trees can spread laterally by using these prop roots to grow over a wide area, 
In some species, the prop roots develop over a considerable area that resembles like a grove of trees, which with every trunk connected directly or indirectly to the primary trunk. The branches send down their roots, which hang down and eventually grow into an ever-widening root structure, which feeds the original trunk and the other branches. It becomes a cycle of nourishment for the tree. No wonder these trees can live for hundreds of years and cover areas as large as city blocks. To me, this is a beautiful metaphor or simile for the church, the body of Christ in the world. As Paul states, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. We are growing into a holy temple in the Lord. Our nourishment comes from Jesus, built on the foundation. But as we grow branches, these branches don't just rely on earlier growth. They too put roots back down to the source, and those roots nourish the whole tree. Through international witness, we are connected and growing together as a banyan tree example of God's presence in the world. Being connected not only provides inspiring stories from out there, we can also build relationships that enable us to learn and grow as we see a more complete view of who Jesus is. The work of Boki Kim and Sukyung Park in the peace movement in South Korea has brought them together with Christians who were done with church. As they began to meet and read scripture and study books related to peace theology, these believers were renewed in their faith and decided to become a worshiping group. One of the group members has already started two more book study groups that include believers and non-believers as Jesus' gospel of peace attracts those in a land longing for peace. We have a lot to learn from South Korean believers about the power of the gospel of peace. In a divided land, once torn apart by war, Bo Ki Kim and Suk Young Park teach Christ's gospel of peace and engage in a ministry of reconciliation in South Korea. That is, uh, I just put on the new creation. Oh, in, in Jesus Christ, everything is new creation. Uh, my work is closely linked to that, that uh, Bible verses. Whatever I can, uh, whatever I do, that just closely linked to do that. It's a creation, uh, creation, new creation in the church, new creation in the nature, new creation in the organization. Uh, we need to work for that one. 안녕하세요. My name is Sukyung Park. I'm Boki Kim. We are witness workers in South Korea. Sukyung teaches conflict resolution skills in her after-school English classes. Boki works with community leaders to facilitate restorative justice circles in schools and communities. Part of a new Anabaptist congregation in Seoul, Boki and Sukyung received requests from other churches for resources in peace theology. Boki has translated more than 30 Anabaptist books and scores of other resources into Korean to help equip churches in South Korea. 
Boki and Sukyong see God's message of reconciliation embracing all relationships, communities, and countries. Join God's ministry of reconciliation in South Korea. Please support Boki Kim and Sukyong Park with your prayers, gifts, and donations. May God's healing and hope flow through the church to the world. Tom and Christine Puvong are working to see what a Thai expression of faith looks like with people who have deep Buddhist values. And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? Who would God send except his very own children? What does it mean to be sent beyond the borders of countries, cultures, and language? My name is Christy Puvong. My name is Tom Puvong, and we are the witness worker for Mennonite Church Canada. Moving from Calgary, Alberta to Northeast Thailand, the Puvongs work together with Thai church planters and pastors in the Isan region of Thailand in a group called Friends of Grace. They regularly encounter those who hear the good news of Jesus for the first time. New believers, new disciples, new congregations. Through Friends of Grace Church Association, new faith communities serve and bless those around them. Disciples support themselves through income generation projects as they learn to lead congregations. We were working at survival jobs with no stable income. Someone invited us to the Maliwan Church. They took us in, and we were baptized and discipled by Tom and Christine for two years. We had many difficulties, including a motorcycle accident and the closing of our business. If it hadn't been for our community of believers, we would never have survived. Join God's ministry of nurturing faith in the Isan region. Please support the Puvongs with your prayers, gifts, and donations. God is sending God's children out. Tom also relates to Lao church leaders. Coming to Christ, they were rejected by their families for their faith, sometimes kicked out of their villages, jailed by authorities and living in poverty. But they can only talk about freedom. We are free. In Jesus, we are free. We have a lot to learn from Lao believers about freedom in Christ. Peace Builders Community, together with witness workers Dan and Joji Pantoja, are forming and training peace and reconciliation teams as a model for the church in many indigenous villages in Mindanao, Philippines, where people have been forced up into the mountains and displaced from their land. They work at income generation in a few forms, including Coffee for Peace, an initiative of justice for subsistence farmers. They train people to demand justice in the way of peace rather than armed conflict. We have much to learn from believers in the Philippines about acting justly. 
Congolese Mennonite women realized that their ability to lead and contribute to the growth and nurturing of their congregations was being hindered by their inability to read the scriptures for themselves. They organized literacy training classes for women across the Mennonite churches in the Congo. They now have trained more than 250 trainers, and classes are always full. Men, as well as people outside the church, are also asking to join these classes because the trainers are so good at helping adults learn to read. We have a lot to learn from these sisters in Congo about lifting each other up and about a thirst for the scriptures. We need to make sure that our own roots are drawing from the source, that we are following Jesus in our lives and gaining strength and nutrition from God through God's Spirit. We need to keep connected to this tree to grow and learn and serve together. This is the beautiful picture that Paul is painting for the Ephesians. This is the church in our time. Andrew Walls, a mission historian and pioneer in the field of world Christianity, writes about this Ephesian moment that Paul was speaking to. He says, Each of these two groups, representing a culture converted to Christ, expressed something that the whole body needed. Each was necessary to the other. Each was necessary to complete and correct the other. For each was an expression of Christ under certain conditions, and Christ is humanity completed. The church must be diverse because humanity is diverse, and it must be one because Christ is one. Paul says, In Jesus the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you are also built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. Andrew Walls goes on to say, The Ephesian metaphors of the temple and of the body show each of the culture-specific segments as necessary to the body, but is incomplete in itself. Only in Christ does completion and fullness dwell. And Christ's completion, as we have seen, comes from all humanity, from the translation of the life of Jesus into the life ways of all the world's cultures and subcultures through history. None of us can reach Christ's completeness on our own. We need each other's vision to correct, to enlarge, and to focus our own, only together are we complete in Christ? Your congregation is a local expression of this dwelling place for God. You are rooted in the soil where you live. You are growing and blessing your community with a Jesus-centered peace presence. You are also part of a much larger dwelling place for God, which is the world. As we open ourselves up to relationships with this larger body, we give and receive strength and encouragement and nourishment. We are part, then, of a stable, sustainable, growing structure. Let's pray. Holy God, we pray 
that your people will be rooted in your spirit and grow together, giving and receiving nourishment from each other as together we become your dwelling place on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.